You are listening to Spire Sessions Podcast, proudly brought to you by Spire Research and Consulting. Hello everyone, welcome to the Spire Sessions, an online series where our Spire leaders talk about interesting developments, trends and opportunities in hot industries. I'm Marie and in today's session, we have with us Tarek Hussain, our CEO for our newly formed joint venture Aspire office for the Middle East and North Africa region. Hi Tarek, thank you so much for coming on the session. Hi Marie, thank you very much for inviting me. Um, it's a pleasure to be on the Aspire uh, sessions. Greetings to everyone. We're approaching the, uh, the, uh, the Christmas and the New Year um, uh, event, and uh, I just wish all the best to everyone. Thanks, Tariq. Perhaps you can introduce Spiremina to our audience? Well, simply put, Spiremina is a group of uh, experts in the Middle East and North Africa, which is uh, Mina, and with over 150 years of experience in multiple disciplines, whether it's trade, manufacturing, uh, banking, travel and airline, um, also digital payments. So an array of uh, experience across all those segments in the region. So good understanding and solid understanding, not only of the region, but also across those businesses. When you put such uh, experience together and group that with the Spire research and consulting experience and expertise uh, in Asia and beyond, and especially for entrance into the emerging markets beyond Asia. I think that delivers really a great opportunity for our markets, but also for our clients uh, to be able to make the right decisions at the right time for their businesses across the region. Uh, so simply put, MENA is all of this that I've just explained. And the good news is just we've just been um, uh, provided the license by the first spot where we've decided to hub our business, which is Dubai, uh, just come in uh, quite recently. Uh, so it's a great way to start the year, in fact. Definitely, most definitely. The MENA region certainly holds a lot of business potentials. What are the main characteristics, challenges and opportunities that there are in the region? Um, well, as um, most of our clients, I assume, would, uh, would know that uh, MENA is a very diverse and equally complex region uh, with a composition of very exciting markets um, um, across MENA. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a market with almost 580 million uh, population. Mm. A good part of the population, just about 50%, are young, affluent, tech-savvy uh, population, um, which, is, which is a great thing to have in, in emerging markets. It's a very characteristic of the emerging market. Um, GDP of $3.5 trillion dollars. Uh, and, and growth in, in 2019 was uh, almost 2%, 1.8%, 2% given the circumstances in, in, uh, in, in 2019 and also the pandemic in 2020. Um, so this 
diversity in the markets, which really takes you from small markets with, um, with a small population, high purchase power parity in those markets typically. Uh, these become a very uh, good market, a lucrative market to test products, especially new products. But you also, on the other side of the spectrum, you've got large populations with relatively solid purchase power uh, parity in, in those markets, parity levels, I mean, in those markets, which help to launch serious and large uh, product launches and services in those markets. So you've got this diversity uh, in, in, uh, in the MENA region. But we cut the MENA region into, I'd like to cut them into three major groups. There are the high natural resources, high population type of markets, and they come with a set of opportunities and challenges. But also you have the high natural resources with low, which I just spoke about, low population. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the third and the last are low natural resources with high population. So mm -hmm. you can see when you cut across those markets, you can see a very different group of um, opportunities and set of challenges where um, we aspire uh, that with the knowledge and expertise of the team in, at MENA, the Spire team at MENA, and the experience uh, of Spire in Singapore and beyond, we would be able to help our clients navigate through those challenges and difficulties to get their fair share of the opportunities in those markets as well. I see. I have a question. I would like to ask about the private sector and the SMEs. Are they uh, one of the key drivers of businesses in the region? Indeed. So, um, well before the pandemic had hit this uh, part of the world, as it did everywhere else in the world, um, the economies and the, and the governments in, the, in those markets had a very clear strategy and diligent focus to stay away from the very high dependency on natural resources. So venture into manufacturing, into um, uh, infrastructure, the service segment, so to, to be able to bring that diversity within the economy. That was well before the uh, pandemic, quite true even after the pandemic, and, and we've seen a lot of regulations in, in that space. Uh, to uh, influence and attract FDI, but also national and local investments. Uh, the government has led the way, especially last year, in huge infrastructure projects to be able to grease the economy and, and get the wheels uh, uh, moving, but also depend a great deal on the private sector and the SMEs in particular, which is a, a very important vital sign for uh, a healthy economy. Uh, SMEs are quite important. So we've seen a lot of private um, um, and small businesses small and mm -hmm. medium businesses, grow beyond their local um, uh, emerging market where they had originated and go maybe more regional and more international. That requires um, a very, very well-informed strategy to be able to bring a business from a local uh, experience to a more regional and, and, and international or global, if you like, uh, level. And, and, I and I'm glad to say on this point that we've worked with 
the team in MENA had worked with a lot of SMEs and, and private businesses and family businesses to be able to bring them to the level of aspiration that they had. It all starts with the founder's vision to bring the business to beyond the boundaries where they had originated. Um, so we're, we're very happy to be part of that success as well. I see. Now, um, I'd like to ask if you, if you have a project that's very close to your heart that you could share with us. Yes, indeed. Well, actually, um, it's always a pleasure to work with clients across markets because you get... Um, yes, we provide a lot of insight uh, about the markets where, uh, with knowledge, where our clients wants to operate. Uh, yes, we've got that expertise, but we also learn from our clients a lot. And, and we learn more about their businesses and their industries. Um, so it's a, it's a mutual um, engagement and a mutual relationship. One of the very uh, interesting um, and challenging projects uh, was uh, which I had the um, the honor to be part of the team and initiated, in fact, with uh, one of the uh, governments in the emerging markets in North Africa, where the government had required to move uh, their government to consumer payments, uh, which we call in the in the digital industry, digital payment industry, G two C, where governments push. Um, subsidies or push payments to the consumers or quote-unquote citizens, um, that particular market or that particular government wanted to move from a paper-based, totally decentralized uh, system into a more digitized system, uh, centralized. The government wanted to put their arms around that system, ensure that all the goods and services and the funds reach the right consumer or the right citizen, those who are eligible. Um, and it was a long journey. It was a long journey in the sense that um, it included also uh, the government, which led the project, private sector, which provided the technology and digital infrastructure. Um, also private sector helped in um, in, in, the, in creating the knowledge, in creating the understanding from um, it, uh, by the receiver or the citizens or the consumers, uh, why this change is happening, how is it going to impact their life, make it more easy, make it more um, smooth and seamless to the consumer from where it was, the, the paper base. And the project really was um, deep and broad in terms of um, what needed to be to happen even before the project started. So data, data integrity, data cleansing, they needed to update the data uh, mm -hmm. first to make sure that the foundation of the program is uh, well, eligibility criteria. We had to work mm -hmm. with a lot of um, uh, stakeholders within the government, but also with the private sector as well to be able to enhance the um, eligibility criteria, and then finally make sure that the technology platform is is, um, is is quite solid and stable to be able to host. We're talking about millions here uh, of consumers that receive that service from the government. And I think overall it was launched um, about twelve months ago. I I, I would say successfully mm -hmm. launched. I think it was a it was a very important development in stride. Uh, for the government to launch it. And it did help a great deal to 
ease um, the services for the consumers uh, mm-hmm. that receive those, those services from where it was. And I think that's one part that sometimes some, some business owners would, um, uh, would miss, if you like. And that is, yes, there is a commercial part in every project that almost every company would, uh, would be looking at. Mm-hmm. Uh, we understand that. Equally for the governments, there is a commercial part, whether it's saving um, or even improving services for the consumers. But what really matters also at the end of the day is the extent to which a particular project has touched the lives of individuals, made it easier, made it more seamless than it was before. And I think that that's what is very special about this project, especially mm-hmm. when you see it uh, successfully launched. So um, I'm uh, honored to be part of the team that worked on that project. Wow, what a project. It, it, it sounds like uh, quite a journey with a lot of, um, you know, uh, milestones hit and a lot of learning, you know, uh, as along the way. I can imagine the satisfaction and the pride both for yourself, the client, and everyone involved um, in the successful uh, collaboration of it and, and, and to see it rolling out. And I think for uh, a more public type of project like this, you see it rolled out and you see it being in use that, you know, again, there must be like, you look at it and go, wow, you know, I was involved in that. That that must have been tremendous. Well, Indeed. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for taking time out um, for Spire Sessions today. I hope to invite you back uh, on the show um, to discuss about um, business dynamics in the Middle East and North Africa. And I also look forward to meeting you and Team Spire Mina in person soon. So, and thank you so much to my audience. If you have any questions for Tariq or Spire, um, anywhere in the world, drop us a line at spire at spireresearch.com. And that wraps up this episode of Spire Session. Thank you, Tariq. Take care. Thank you. And everyone else, we'll see you at the next Spire Sessions. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Spire Sessions podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast feed. You can also check out our website, spireresearch.com or drop us an email at spire at spireresearch.com.